Welcome to FaithBridge Sermons Podcast. Today's sermon features Dan Slagle and was recorded on Sunday, December 26th. Thanks for tuning in. We'd love the chance to connect with you, so drop us a line at podcast at faithbridge.org. If you're in the area, join us this Sunday on campus at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. and come say hi. Mm-hmm. And you can always join us for FaithBridge online at faithbridge.org live. Here's Dan. Good morning, and welcome to this online worship service here at FaithBridge Church. My name is Dan Slagle, and I serve as one of the pastors here at FaithBridge. We hope that you and your loved ones are enjoying a blessed Christmas season celebrating the arrival of our Savior. Today we're wrapping up our sermon series on How to Be Human, a closer look at the Ten Commandments. For this final installment, we'll be looking at the Fourth Commandment, a call to honor the Sabbath. We find that commandment in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, beginning at verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but He rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. For the next few moments, we're going to gain a deeper understanding of the Sabbath by answering three simple questions. What is it? Why should we honor it? And how do we honor it? So let's jump right in. What is the Sabbath anyway? Well, the English word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which simply means to rest. Now, for those of us who grew up in church, the word Sabbath has become synonymous with Sunday, the day you go to church. And while setting aside a day of the week for worship is certainly a part of the Sabbath, it is by no means the whole story. Over the years, the concept of Sabbath has picked up all kinds of cultural baggage that really aren't a part of the commandment at all. I can remember staying with my grandparents as a boy, and in their very strict rural Southern Baptist interpretation, Sabbath wasn't just about going to church. There was also a whole list of things that you didn't do, things which really had nothing to do with work. You didn't go hunting or fishing or swimming, or really any other uh, outdoor activity. You didn't watch TV or play cards, dance, drink, smoke, chew, or run with girls who do. Basically, you just sat around and looked at each other. Nowadays, though, Sabbath has lost a great deal of its meaning. Uh, Typically, as long as you show up at church, you've met the requirement. But surely it means more than that if God included it in the top ten commandments, yes? If we look at it carefully, the wording of the commandment emphasizes three aspects. First of all, we are told to keep it holy. That is to say, set apart and different from every other day of the week. Whatever else we do the other six days, the Sabbath day should be qualitatively different. How so? That's the second aspect of the Sabbath, which is an explicit command to rest from work. It's rooted in the creation story. The pattern that God used in creation. Six days He created, and on the seventh He rested. The third aspect is perhaps the most important, 
it is to be a day of rest unto the Lord. In other words, it's not just a day off from work, but it's a time set apart to pay attention to our relationship with God. Putting it all together then, to honor the Sabbath is to set aside a day of rest from other activities so that we might grow in our relationship with God. But why did God make it such a significant part of following Him? Why should we honor the Sabbath? The simple answer is because God knew we would need it. God knew of our tendency to focus on the urgent instead of the important. He knew how easily our priorities get turned upside down and how we can get all wrapped up in what is right in front of us instead of what really matters. Our relationship with God is like any other important relationship in our lives in that it won't grow by accident. We can't neglect it and expect anything good to come of it. In this last year, my wife Becky and I reached two very important milestones. We celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary and we became empty nesters. While we are grateful for the 25 years together, most of those were spent in child rearing and not enough time was spent paying attention to each other. We're in a season now of sort of starting over, paying more focused attention to our relationship as husband and wife. In a similar way, we can count off year after year of being a Christian or going to church and completely fail to grow in our relationship with God because we were focused on the wrong thing. We need the regular rhythm of setting everything else aside and paying attention to Him. Another reason God gave us the Sabbath is to meet our need of restful completion. In the creation story of Genesis, we're told that on the seventh day, God rested. The Hebrew word used there for rest can mean different things depending on the context. It can refer to physical rest, but it can also refer to a sense of completion, the emotional and spiritual sense of rest that comes from completing something. For human beings, physical rest and the sense of completion often go hand in hand. How many times have you been unable to rest and let go until a particular job was finished? God knows that left to ourselves, we are continually in a state of incompleteness and therefore in a state of unrest. When I think about this notion of restful completion and how poor we are at coming to that place, I'm reminded of road races that I have run. If you've ever run in a road race, say a 5K or a 10K, you know that along the way there are water stations. They aren't the finish line, of course, but a chance for you to grab a quick refreshment and keep running toward the finish line. I always hated getting behind someone who acted as though it were a finish line. In the race of life, the problem many of us have is that we never come to a finish line. Life becomes project-oriented and a series of water stations running from one to the next, but never experiencing the rest that comes from completion. God gave us the Sabbath to force us to stop, to understand this week is completed and I need to rest. Projects will wait, but time won't. Will I use the time I'm given wisely and work when I should work and rest when I should rest? It's the Sabbath that enables us to do that. A third reason God gave us the Sabbath is to grow us from being Christians who assent to Christians who obey. 
To assent to something, of course, is to agree or to approve. As Christ followers, the easiest thing we will ever do is to assent to the truth of God's Word or assent to a sermon or a set of theological propositions. Assenting doesn't cost anything and it doesn't grow us in the least. What God wants from each of us is obedience, taking that which we assent to and living it out in everyday life. As James says in chapter 1, verse 22, But be doers of the word, not hearers only, thereby deceiving yourselves. So how does Sabbath help us in this regard? Well, Henry Nouwen, one of the great spiritual writers of the 20th century, reminds us that the word obedient comes from the Latin word audir, which means to listen. Obedience begins with listening, with paying attention. When we rest unto God and really pay attention to Him, we are taking the first steps toward obedience. Assent can be done on the fly. We don't have to slow down at all to simply agree. But becoming an obedient Christ follower requires that we stop in the presence of Christ. We listen to Him. We take in His truth. And it becomes a part of who we are. Our understanding of Him and the life that He calls us to are deepened in the process. The test of assent versus obedience then comes in the moment of temptation. If we have merely assented, there will be no compelling reason and no spiritual strength to stand firm. But if we have first obeyed the command of the Sabbath, we will have strength to obey when temptation comes our way. The final question we want to consider this morning is how. How do we honor the Sabbath? The first thing that I would say is to be intentional about it and make it a priority. One of the sad legacies of the COVID pandemic has been a dramatic decrease in church attendance. Now that folks are pretty much going about business as usual, the only reason I can point to poor attendance is that it simply isn't a priority anymore. Folks got used to staying in their pajamas or just blowing off church altogether, and other things have become more important, or at least more preferable. Now, I know that I said earlier that the Sabbath isn't just about church attendance, but it is at least that. If you're one of those people that believes worship is just as effective on the golf course or the lake, then I say, show me the scripture to back it up. That's baloney. And you're kidding yourself if you think that it even comes close to honoring the Sabbath. If you don't prioritize worship, it won't happen. If you're like me, though, and you have to work on Sunday, find another day of the week to worship, preferably with other people. Your grow group can be a time, a great opportunity to worship with other believers. If Sundays don't work for you, find a group and worship on that day. Short of that, Technology and online services make it possible for us to worship really most any time that we want. Take advantage of these blessings and use them for the good of your walk with Jesus. In addition to prioritizing worship, discover what brings rest to your body, mind, and spirit. If golfing or going to the lake or watching movies or being with family restores your soul, then do it. Give the Lord His focused time of worship but also do what prepares you for the upcoming week. I don't have one particular thing that works for me, but really a variety. 
and a Sunday afternoon nap is toward the top of the list. But I also enjoy a good walk, painting, reading, watching ball games, hanging out with friends. The most important thing is don't work. The commandment is very explicit about that. The Sabbath serves a vital role in our lives that goes beyond spiritual health. It also blesses our physical and mental health if we give it a chance to do so. Finally, I would encourage you to make your home a place of Sabbath rest. If relationships are broken, if family members are all keyed up and sideways with one another, no one is going to get any rest. Use the other six days of the week to work on your relationships and the overall mood in your home. For example, my wife, like most women, I think, enjoys a clean, orderly home. If things are a mess, she simply can't sit still. And the best thing that I can do to make sure she enjoys the Sabbath, which means I also enjoy the Sabbath, is to have the house in decent shape on Sunday. The other six days of the week are not only for working at our jobs, but also for working to make sure the Sabbath is a restful and fulfilling time for everyone else in the home. I think it's fitting that we conclude our sermon series on how to be human by looking at the Sabbath. Honoring the Sabbath is an integral part of being truly human. It's one of the many things that sets us apart from everything else in creation. We are able to make that choice, and it is always and only for our good when we do so. I think it's also fitting that we consider the Sabbath on the last Sunday of the year looking forward to the new year. As you make your New Year's resolutions, I challenge you to make honoring the Sabbath a high priority. Build that rhythm into your life and the life of your family, and let God renew your soul as only He can do.